All right, y'all, we're going to get into Season 7, Episode 5, The Burn Session. You know what it is. Let's get into it. Okay, we pick up with Ashley arriving at Candace's house. Ashley has never been to the house and is loving the energy. I, I bet she was clocking like, oh, that's a nice big old house. That's real nice that y'all could afford that. She probably in her mind was thinking something like, I bet your mom helped pay for this. Because I do think that there may be a little jealousy between Ashley and Candace, mostly basically coming from Ashley. A little envy. And I didn't just assess that from this moment, just in general. I think that there's a certain, you know, they come from different sides of the track in a way, you know, as far as their upbringing is concerned. And, you know, their circumstances are quite different. And I think that that may be part of the reason that, you know, they can't ever really get to a good place because perhaps Ashley is a little jealous Maybe I could be wrong. I'm okay with being wrong. I wish I was wrong, but it kind of gives a little jealous vibe. Um, Ashley uh, feels Candace and on the fact that Michael is probably a little upset about the news coming out about their separation. And she also tells her that he got a vasectomy and, um, you know, Candace is like, you know, how do you feel about that? And, you know, um, She looks sad, y'all. Ashley looks a little sad. But ultimately, I think she knows that her, their relationship is over. Or at least that's what she said. She's saying it. Candy talk, ten, ugh, Candace talks about how she's been trying to do IVF. And, you know, um, I forgot. What am I trying to say? How they were doing IVF. And Ashley's basically like, you know, this friend can really do good at you know, helping to support you and pull you together. And Candace is like, yeah, no, this, this is the opposite for me. Because I had to cancel my IVF because of all the stress y'all putting on my back. And Ashley asked if Chris, um, you know, about the situation with Giselle and stuff. And she's like, does, does Chris just want to, like, apologize and move on? And Candace said he's just not comfortable around the group. And I'm like, that still didn't really address the apologizing thing. And I wonder... And we may never find out, but I wonder if, like, Candace is like, you don't have to apologize to those women because they're lying on you. Or, if, he, or you know, like, I wonder, has he thought to himself, I'd just rather apologize, move on, keep my distance, and Candace shut it down? Or said, don't say that because then you're admitting some kind of faults. I don't know. Um, and Candace says she knows that Giselle likes to scheme and plot around women in this group. And I was like, hmm, do tell. Is this going to go back to Monique? I really hope it doesn't go back to Monique because Giselle definitely sat up on that reunion chair and said, like, there was no plot. There was no scheme. Even though at the end of the day, Monique and Chris were the ones who brought it to the camera. They're the ones who brought it to the camera, whether they want to admit that or not. 
um, they were the ones who brought it to camera. Not Giselle and whoever else, or Charisse, or whoever thought she was, she thought was uh, in cahoots, or she was told we're in cahoots. And I, so that's obviously that's where my mind went immediately. I'm like, so when you say she was sitting around and plotting a scheme, who you talking about? And Ashley was like, yeah. She was like, you know, because she was like, you you and her are even closer than we are. So you know how she is. And she and Ashley was like, yeah, she know a couple secrets of mine. So I was like, ooh, that's not a good look. Um, Candace said she also heard through the grapevine that Ashley was going out with a hockey player. And Ashley's like, what? Who? What? As I blush and fall out of the chair. Um, she does admit to having a dinner with someone. She said she was out with her friends and that they had dinner, but that everybody plays second fiddle to Michael, honey. Like, she's always going to compare you to Michael. So if you're not like Michael, then I don't know what we're talking about. Um, and she was not that interested. She's like, Michael can talk about aliens. If you can't talk about aliens, I don't see it for you, basically. And, um... Not, I, I don't know if this is because Candace and Karen aren't in a good place, but they're like, yeah, you know, I would get told stuff that I don't want to know all the time, like Ray and Karen stuff. And I'm like, oh boy, she talks about how basically Karen thought she was going out out of town so she could hang out inconspicuously with somebody and that everybody knew she was hanging out with somebody. And then they played a clip from like the first reunion where Sharice talks about blue eyes. I don't know if that's who she was talking about, but it was sounding messy. Um and Candace was just like, hey now, you're with you're you're free. You're about to be free. You deserve to go out and have a good time. You deserve to have new new balls. Not old balls. I was like, oh, okay. New balls and all right. So It was nice. This moment was nice. It's probably never going to happen again. But it was nice while it lasted. So we move on to the next episode. Uh, next part of the episode where Mia's sitting with her family. And she's talking to G about how she, this last clinic she opened is going to be the last one. And G's like, you've said that before. I think she's open like over 15, over t- at least over 10, I know. Um, and... You know, he's like, you said that the last time. So, you know. I mean, you know, you being a boss and it's bringing in more income. And, you know, you want to ride that wave of success. Although, I think in real time, she, her and G have been cut off from the businesses, which I don't understand. And I don't know if they're going to get more into that over the course of the season or next season or what. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, G talks about still be being in limbo, waiting to identify what exactly is going on with Mia's body. And, you know, Mia's kind of like, what about it? Like, she just looked like she was there, but she wasn't there. And she's like, you know, she basically just moved on real quick. And she wants to talk about going on a trip to Miami. And she knows she wants to know what she can and cannot do while she's on this trip. And I was like, okay. I mean, there's, pretty, there's been pretty much something alluding to the fact that they may have, like, some kind of agreement for the last few episodes. Because she's talked about her and Jacqueline. 
and how they've shared men, but not G, this conversation. And then she talks about how 14 years ago that she met G while he was in Miami and he's supposed to be happily married to his wife at the time, but obviously not because they decided to get down, get down on the beach. And I was like, wait, wait, whoa, wait a minute. So you're saying you were a willing participant to be the girl on the the fling? The girl on the side? I have questions now because I'm like, did he fly you out to Miami to do this? Because didn't y'all meet at the club, the quote-unquote upscale strip club where they serve steak and lobster? I'm confused. Bruh, I'm confused. And I'm also like, why would you put that out there? in the world. Mia, you wild, bro. You you wild. She a wild card. I don't know if I think Mia should come back because she's... She may be good for TV, but her mess is like... It's different. It's just different. Um, In the next scene, Giselle goes to the nail shop with her daughters, who we all know are constantly embarrassed by her. And I mean, she did do kind of like... They put out a towel, I guess, for Giselle to put her feet on, like a hot moist towel and before she put I'm assuming it was before she put her feet on it I think she takes it and like puts it up to her face and she she was just wiping her face because she felt it was shiny and I was like okay that's cool but like no but it's not like not not that it's cool but it was just like why why you do that they were like oh you nasty I don't know I don't know why she did that I, I, don't, I don't know I don't. I wouldn't trust washcloths that's supposed to be for people's feet on my face. Even though it's been washed and sanitized, or hopefully, I still would be like, nah, I'm good. Um, she talks to the twins about their upcoming 16th birthday party, their sweet 16, and you know, making arrangements and how you know her girls are growing up. They growing up. And they've been really looking forward to this party. And she's excited for them. They've taken pictures and stuff like that. So that's going to be that's gonna be cute. Um, and the next thing, Robin goes to meet with a family lawyer. They talk about a prenup. And she talks about how, you know, basically, like, they had a prenup the first time they got married. But by the time they divorced, it was pretty much a wrap on their relationship. So it didn't really matter. Because financially... There was nothing to fight for. And, um, you know, she basically talks about how she wants to protect her businesses. And she asked if there could be a possible infidelity clause. Because, you know, you can't really put nothing, anything past anybody. And because of their previous relationship situations, she knows that infidelity could very well be a, a situation that she has to be concerned about. Um, she knows she can't be naive about the situation. You know, I don't know if this scene was shot just for the sake of the show or if she truly is getting a prenup, but I think she's making the right decisions because even though Juan pretty much was just kind of like, whatever, do what you want. Like, I don't care. You can do it if you want to. I definitely think that she needs to protect herself because it's all good while you guys are on the mend, but if things go south, you know, he may say, I'd never come for your business and then change his mind. 
because things in life can change the circumstances. So, in the next scene, Karen, Ashley, and Wendy meet up to pick flowers. I want to know where this place is. I'm from Maryland. Um, I don't know exactly where this place is. I'm assuming it's, you know... I'm, I grew up in PG County, so I'm assuming it's not in PG County, but it was really cool. Like, you could just, it was all these beautiful tulips, and you could pick them, and um, it looked cold as all get out, but it looked like just a cool experience. Ashley says, um, she's, she starts talking about how she doesn't care that Michael got a vasectomy, and I was like, oh, you don't? You don't care? Hmm. I don't think you know how to feel. And I think this is why people don't know what to believe. Because it's like, one minute, we're, we're going to buy a house together in the LLC. You know, then it's like, you seem sad that Michael got a vasectomy. But then you're like, oh, I don't care. Like, oh, okay. I don't know if it's because of part of your healing process that you kind of feel all over the place. But I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's just hard to follow what's going on here. Um... Ashley talks briefly about how she's not ready to discuss her separation, like, publicly, even though the news was leaked to the blogs. Karen talks about how she wants to take the tulips and replant them in her backyard because I guess she was supposed to get some gardening done and it didn't come out good. And then the ladies talk about how um, Wendy and Robin have been on a bad foot. And how Wendy feels like they just need to meet halfway. Oh, they were talking about Karen was talking about how she was disappointed she didn't see the kids at the family fun day. That's that was the source of the, that part of the conversation. And so she says that she thinks that they need to meet halfway. And Wendy brings up that she receives that she can come off as condescending with some of the ladies. So she wants to get to a peaceful place by having a burn session. And um, Ashley, really mostly Ashley, suggests like maybe. When you put the message out to everybody, like send a special side one to Robin and Giselle since y'all are in a, are not in a good place. And Wendy's like, no, y'all are doing too much. I'm not doing that. They don't get special, special sanctions for them. Hold on, y'all. I was with Wendy on this one. I don't think that she should have had to do that. Like, we all know we're not in a good place. If you're going to come, come. If you're not going to come, that's fine. Don't come. That's pretty much, you know how I felt about it like but I also don't know I really like I don't think that it was a productive way necessarily to mend the fence because I feel like Wendy and Robin seemed like they were cool then things they weren't they weren't cool anymore and I feel like whatever made y'all like each other from the very beginning that seed is still there. Like what grew that plant is still there. So it would have been better to me to sit Wendy and Robin together, just the two of them. Or if she cared enough to sit with Giselle, it should have been Wendy and Giselle, just the two of them. Because unfortunately, Giselle has a tendency to kind of gang into, like kind of gang herself into the situation. Like when they went to go visit Ashley at the restaurant and she kind of was like Robin's hype man and she's there like trying to add another layer and it comes off like bullying. Like Robin was being mad aggressive in that scene seasons ago, but Giselle adding her little bit on top of it wasn't helping the situation. And so I think that if Wendy really wanted to get to a place of peace 
she would sit with them separately. Just my opinion. In the next scene, Chris and Candace and her sister sit together and talk. They talk about her re-releasing her album. The fact that Trina wanted to be on one of her singles, which is so fire. Like, that's that's what's up. I, I'm so happy for Candace. Like, she's really making her dreams come true. And that's so dope. Um, Candace talks about this burn session and how she's like, this isn't a good idea. This is, this is a, we're going to burn each other's edges. Look, what's happening? What's happening right now? Um... And she talks about how weird it was that Ashley was over her house. And she doesn't want to have beef with Ashley. Like, uh, if only that could be real. If only. A wish. Um, in the next session, Ashley and Wendy are on the way to the burn session. And Wendy talks about how she's struggling with kidney stones. And she said the pain level is close to childbirth. I've heard kidney stones are terrible. I would not wish that on myself or any enemy. Um, and that's that's just awful. And it's just like... It's painting a fuller picture of Wendy because it's like you got this going on. And then she talks about um, how she's realizing that she doesn't take care of herself. She's going to end up having health issues like her mom and how she's a mama's girl and that hurts her. So it's like you got the stuff going on with your mom. You got the kidney stones going on. You're trying to spread yourself too thin with your work between being a professor being a professional commentator, trying to keep your company, your candle company going, releasing a book with your mom. Now you're talking about opening a Nigerian lounge. Like, you're doing a lot. You're doing too much. And I think that Wendy eventually has to come to a place of peace for herself to realize, I know that you've been raised to be every woman, but you also are one person. And you also want to be a good mom and a good wife. And you're spreading yourself too thin. And you don't want to become a single mother because you can't tend to all the things that need to be tended to. So I hope that Wendy really does slow down a little bit. Because she can be better overall if she slows it all down. That's what I think. Um... And she talks, Wendy talks about how, you know, being booked and busy is normalized. Again, just, I think, um, you know, there's some people who people say you take too much free time, but they need that to keep their spirit going. And some people who like, I need to work, 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 work to make sure I never have to struggle, but they work themselves to death, you know? And so we don't want that for Wendy. Um, and so... Moving on, Candace, Robin, Karen, Giselle, and Mia are arriving separately in a Sprinter van. That was Wendy's recommendation. She thought it was best they arrive separate so they don't have these conversations in the van, but at the winery that they're meeting up at. And Robin was reluctant to go, but she decided to show up. And nobody, uh, you know, I feel like nobody's going to miss the opportunity to get a check. I don't know if y'all get paid by scene or whatever. And I, well, also that to me tells me that robin has some hope that her and wendy can get to a better place a good place i don't know a friendship maybe not but a better place i think that she still cares about wendy but she feels and it's been shown that her and wendy do not communicate well when there's conflict involved and so for that reason i think that's why she you know feels a way about like when she gets into a Wendy that's why I think they need to sit one-on-one -on -one instead of in front of everybody 
stop making it for the for the drama and actually make it that you want to heal your relationship. And if you don't want to heal your relationship, just say that. And that's that's addressed to Wendy. Um that's how I feel. So, um Candace is obviously feeling triggered. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to go to this after what happened the last time they got together at a winery. So, I don't blame her. I'm actually, I think it's commendable that she actually showed up. And it probably was mostly to support Wendy in her event. Ashley talks about how Michael's not really talking to her as he is getting roasted in the internet streets. And Wendy says the goal of this, um, this whole burn session is to take ownership, you know? It's to get past the BS. Let's 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 put the beef to rest. I thought that her intentions may have been good, but this whole situation is not great. So Giselle feels like Wendy doesn't take accountability for things she has said about Giselle in the past. And Wendy feels that feels that Giselle also needs to take accountability. And they show a clip of her discussing the blogs, talking about Eddie. And I get that they're playing that, but she also said, like, she she didn't have to bring it up. But again, y'all know who Giselle is. Like, I don't understand why y'all expecting her to be a different person. She's not that person. She is messy. The sooner you realize that she's a messy person, the sooner you can make peace with who she actually is. But I also feel like she said, I don't believe it. I, I do think that her messiness though created some alluding oh maybe you're you know doing these things to yourself because things aren't good with you and your husband and I heard this and I heard that even though she knew in her heart it probably wasn't true you know sometimes she lets her desire for messiness to push it beyond her caring about how it affects somebody and I think sometimes Giselle clocks in ready to work like I think if people came in on some like I don't want to say being fake but like listen we're gonna get this scene we're gonna give a little something to the people it's not personal and we're gonna push it put you know push on I think that people would look at it differently and I just think that some people show up truly being like listen I'm not trying to start no beef with nobody I just want to do my job and we'll see how things play out and I think that Giselle comes ready to play ball. And that's what also, that's what always gets people fl flustered and kerfluffled. So, there's that. Um, Wendy says, I'm going to go first. And they go around the table and Ashley says, you know, in the past she felt Wendy had a barrier up. But that it is being penetrated. Because her and Ashley ain't start off on a good foot. They didn't. She also hopes that Wendy stays open and helps her friends to feel close to her. Um, Candace says that this year she feels she is letting that Wendy's letting her wall down and trusting more. Karen feels the two of them got off on the wrong foot and that now they're getting closer. And Mia felt that Wendy was dismissive and is happy that today she's taking self accountability. Robin says they're oil and water and she's fine with it. And that's when things go left because Giselle feels also they are oil and water and they don't get along. And she felt it was fake and phony at the spring event when she tried to hug her. I 
totally understand that. Like, if the last time y'all saw each other, it was beef, and then you come on camera and you try to hug me like we're all good, but we haven't talked. Yeah, that's fake. That's fake. I'm sorry, it's fake. Uh, they double back to Robin. Robin says she wants Wendy to stop telling people she was trying to fight her. She said, I'm not a thug. And Wendy says she felt that when she was approached, that it gave the vibes that Robin was trying to fight her. I do not think Robin was trying to fight her. I think we've seen Robin get upset many times, but she's never laid a finger on anybody. They referenced um, the fact that Cherise got up. They were basically referencing the fact that just that Cherise got up and put her hands up. Robin has amped up to a 10 and Giselle keeps amping her up. And she, you know, she want to back up her friend, but she's adding fuel to the fire. And she says she didn't have to be physically restrained. She um calls, she FaceTimed Sharice to cor corroborate that Sharice didn't have to put a finger on her. Actually, Sharice did get up. She did put her hands up to her to hold her, to stop her from proceeding. It did not look like she was, to me, someone holding you back is like you are trying to push past them and they are physically stopping you. This was kind of like, girl, don't, don't do that. Just go and sit back down. That's what the energy it was giving between Robin and Sharice. But people are reading it as, oh, yeah, she was totally being aggressive. She was trying to fight her. And I feel deep down Wendy knew she wasn't trying to fight her. I don't really think Wendy thought that. And that's why I, it's like it's, I go back and forth with Wendy because I just feel like she uses certain things as a tool. And I think that people, I don't know, I think I think that I feel 50-50 on this situation because I feel like Wendy knows what she's, she's capable, she's aware of what she's doing in a way. That's what I think. And she knows that people think that Robin and Giselle and Ashley are colorists. Um, and I think that she, not that she uses it to her advantage, but she kind of leans into it a little bit. That's what I think. I'm probably wrong. But that's what I think. When it, at least when it comes to her and Robin, I can't speak for her and anybody else. Um, Wendy wants to move forward past them talking about her and move on to Ashley. So Giselle just can't leave it alone. She amps it up again. Like, why don't why do we have to move forward? Because Robin didn't left. Robin was like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And she leaves. She rolls out. And so she's like, why we got to move forward? Let's like address it. Let's let's go ahead and get it all the way out of the way. And Karen says this is a fail, especially because all the yelling came from Giselle and Robin's side of the table. And they do eventually move on. And this, and this is when Ashley decides to get messy and take issue with Candace after they tried to smooth it out. And she brings up that a friend of hers said that Chris was flirting with her. And Candace is like, bro, like, what are you doing? Like, we were just literally together and you could have brought this up then. But no, you decide to bring it up now. That's messed up. I'm not cool with that. And, you know, Ashley also says there's more, there's, there's more information about some DMs that may or may not have happened that weren't so, you know, cool and easy to explain. So that's where we left off, y'all. I got to go. My baby's crying. But we got to the end of the episode. So thank you for listening. As always, you can go to GoWTFpodcast at gmail.com to send me love. You can send me some criticisms. You can tell me about some other episodes you want me to review. I'm down. Let me know. Let me know. Um, and until next time, I'll holla at y'all. Bye.